welcome back to the podcast. Um, I hope everyone had a great week and is recuperating well after the Thanksgiving holiday. This week has been so difficult. Um, I hate working um, an hourly job where you don't get time off, like ample time off, and where it seems like everyone who lives in the area gets the best of both worlds. They barely have to take any time off and they can easily go see their family and stuff. But when you have to travel, you're like fucked and out how people do that and how parents do that and people whose parents are ill and stuff like that. Like it was just, I just been thinking about that a lot, especially with Christmas coming up and just how like burnt out I'm getting. And, um, yeah, but everyone else has bigger issues, but I just keep thinking about it. Like people need more time off and it's just, there's all these things going on right now. Like I watched this one video on Twitter. There was a TikTok video and it was them talking about like a lot of astrologers were using it to talk about Pluto and Aquarius and what's in store for the next generation in the next few years and all of this and how people are struggling so much that they don't feel incentivized to be like a good person. And I feel like I never really think about that, which is fucked up for me to say, but like when people feel secure, when they feel content, when they feel financially stable, when they feel happy, when they feel like them being a good person will get them good results, that's an incentive. That's an incentive for them to do it. And that's something for them to do, something for them to want to do. But no one has that. Everyone is struggling. I talk to people who are in relationships, living with someone, they're struggling. People alone are struggling. People living with their parents are struggling. And it's just really sad. And I haven't wanted to get a part-time job since I got a full-time job. But the longer I wait to get one or wait for the right opportunity, it's just like, uh, you need to. Like, it's like it's time because you're not going to be able to make it if you don't. And if you listen to the podcast before, you know I love astrology. And you might think it's stupid, but the way that astrologers are talking about the upcoming few years is very scary. The astrologers talk about Pluto and Aquarius and how it will become, this is specifically iJade. If you've never heard of her, I would recommend you look up what she talks about on Twitter. A lot of things that I've seen her say, they seem to have some validity to them. Um, If you believe it or not, just I would recommend you to look at it just to see some people's view on the world. And I saw this take that someone was saying that astrology is, it seems like something that's kind of true and that they think that a lot of woo-woo stuff is kind of true but it also doesn't help you at all. And I kind of disagree when it comes to stuff like this, where of course, if you're using it, which I honestly do, I use it a lot to like analyze myself and try to like put myself in better situations and become a better human in some ways. But you can also look at it through the the world and how other people will interact with you and your friends, your family, your co- your coworkers, your colleagues, how they will act towards you based off of s- like simple astrology. Um, but when I think about these major shifts, like there was a major shift right before COVID happened, there's going to be a major shift when Pluto moves into Aquarius. I think it's cool to know what you can expect and what you can see and things that have happened in the past, like going and looking at, um, astrologers like, um, Adam Ellenboss, who always tells you, he's from Nightlife Astrology, he'll always tell you what happened the last time Venus went into retrograde, the last time Saturn went into blah, 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 stuff like that. But anyways, they talk about the haves and the have-nots, 
and that it will become very like aggressive and violent and the new age also will be like a surveillance state where everyone is constantly being watched no privacy and it's like you eat or you get eaten and it's so weird because i don't like the idea of playing the game to win and watch everyone lose it's very squid games and hunger games but that's not true because i feel kind of like a savage for loving reality tv and seeing how people are critiquing squid game and knowing that big brother is pretty much the same survivor is literally like so similar in so many different ways and it's just like that's what reality tv is to an extent when you're playing games and you're trying to win money i love it but i can also still see why it's fucked up and i'm like does that make me a bad person and it's just like all these things are so in the same realm and that's also why I love astrology because it really highlights how everything's connected and it's like all these things are going on simultaneously and it's just like yeah they're all connected and it all leads back to capitalism and we are living in late stage capitalism capitalism and it's scary because you can just see everything falling apart even more than it already was and people are starting to wake up and get pissed there was an online debate about how having $200 after paying your bills is sufficient for a family of four. And I just want to laugh because that's not sufficient for a person of one. We shouldn't have to struggle. You are living in poverty if you have to struggle after getting paid. We shouldn't live like that. And I also saw a video going around online about Emma Chamberlain, how out of touch it was that she's never looked at her bank account. Why would you expect her to look at her bank account? Why does she need to look at her bank account? She's financially stable she's making tons of money she's doing fine and I was like thinking in my head I'm like am I crazy but I feel like none of us should look at our banking account and that's coming from someone who takes finances really seriously tries to do whatever they can to stay financially stable save money whatever and it's just like I watch these people like Dave Ramsey I watch Caleb Hammer and it's like the way that they handle their finances is completely different than us I remember when Caleb Hammer did his um financial audit of himself he buys food willy-nilly he does this whatever 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 when you have ease you can be more flexible with your money when you're pinching pennies that's when you need to zone in you need to do the Dave Ramsey method you need to if you're in debt you need to snowball your way out of it but when you're financially stable when money's not an issue it's like these people don't even follow their own things that they say because they don't have to and it's sad and we shouldn't be scraping pennies and having to do this that and this and have five jobs to stay afloat all of us should be able to do that that's why capitalism is so fucked up but i think that these reality tv games they really highlight it and i think it makes people realize like it is fucked up the system is fucked up and it's really shitty that they netflix created the squid games reality show gave one person $4.56 million and everyone else zip nothing for four weeks of their life to take off that's ridiculous that's disgusting that's gross and uh if you don't understand that it's nasty and it all it does is create back to this again this idea of the doggy dog world there's gonna be someone who comes out of this with 4.56 million dollars everyone else is gonna go out with nothing maybe that's gross of me to think but my first thought would be like that's unsafe all these losers in this one winner and then they're gonna what they're gonna go somewhere they're gonna have all this money they're gonna pay all their debts help their family do this do whatever do whatever and then feel what because does money rule everything and this society 
in some windows you can look at it and say that it does, but in others it doesn't. And I would feel guilty as hell winning $4.56 million and no one else winning anything. Not a dollar. Like, why can't things just be, like, normal? Why couldn't the one person get, like, $750,000 and then... I don't even know what the amount would be to spread it out equally. And then everyone else gets like 50 or you know what I mean? Just like something fucking normal. Like why does everything have to be so crazy? But then you go back to society and that's how society is. We see CEOs making tons and tons of money and the people who are doing the dirty work doing nothing. Um, yeah, it's nasty. And I just keep thinking about stuff like this because it's just weird how all of these are connecting so much I think about how during the summer it was Venus was in retrograde and Barbie was like the movie of the summer and how much that makes sense and then now we're in this age where Pluto is about to move into Aquarius and we're about to see you pretty much see like a preview to what the next 44 years are going to be like and it's bleak but I don't know And I feel like we're in, like, this reality TV renaissance, like, it's really good. The Squid Games, the next few episodes, they were not good. It's just, like, I think that reality TV producers and storytellers need to learn how to nail down the end game of their games because it gets super boring very quickly, especially going from 400 people to, like, eight. Like, it's, that's not fun to watch. So maybe I'll think about that one day and we can talk about how you could, like, invigorate that. But reality TV has been so good. I did like my first Black Friday deal. I don't know how I saw this, but I was like online. And I think I wanted to watch Hunger Games. I really wanted to watch Hunger Games. I was just like in my phase. And so I watched it on Peacock. And then I saw that they had a deal for Black Friday, $20 for a year. I was like, yeah, I'm getting that. So I started watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And when I tell you... I'm so pissed that I've never had cable before because this show is amazing. I'm fucking obsessed. Sutton reminds me of literally so many women from my hometown, just rich and crazy and Southern. I fucking love it. Sutton is queen. Erica is insane. I like Crystal. I like Garcelle. It's shocking to me how similar Kyle and Morgan, like it's like, this story is so played on reality TV that I feel bad that I always speculate speculate that it's not real because it's happened so many times. It happened with Kim and Miss Tracy on Real Housewives of Atlanta. It happened with Chriselle and um, G Flip. And it's just like, why is that your storyline? Like queer baiting, if it's true or not, like, I don't understand no one needs to come out they don't want to but it is kind of weird that it's all happening now and like so close to when it happened with G Flip and Chris Shell and how it's like the statement and and just like the hypocrisy and sometimes like you know you can see through the storylines on Real Housewives and you can see what they do but it's just like you really think no one's going to catch on to how you came for everyone else for years Kyle and now when someone's coming for you they're like mean and just the way that they treat Sutton is so nasty I always talk about like southern accents on here and I feel like people treat people with southern accents just like bad just because they have like like the idea that they're dumb and it's very obvious that Sutton is not dumb um so I don't know but like literally 
when she, like, Sutton is iconic, when she was like, Sutton, now's your chance to apologize. If you haven't seen that, go look that clip up. It's on YouTube, I think. Um, but also, if you have Peacock, go watch the show. If you can still snaggle that uh, Black Friday deal, I recommend you to do it. And her sitting in her kitchen and just saying, name them, name them, name them, name them, name them. Oh my, like, it is so good. So good. Um, but yeah, so everyone go watch Real Houses of Beverly Hills. And off of that, so weirdly, the new housewife, um, I have a connection to, not in a, like a good way, not in like a friendship way, but like a friend of a friend or I know someone in it. And when I found out, I was like, oh, this is, this is crazy. And then I saw the clip of her and I was like, she's going to be an awful housewife. Someone should have told her not to do this, right? Because I saw the clip of her months ago and I was like, oh, she's coming in way too strong and it's not going to go well and she's not going to be able to make it with this group. It's just not going to work. And I hate to say, I think I was right. And then all this information comes out that I had no knowledge about, about, how her husband like speculates on Zia Wade and Dwayne Wade and how um they're believers of and supporters of Cameron Owens and C Candace Owens and they um there's some allegations coming out and I was like why would no one like tell them not to do this like do celebrities not believe in like PR and like people like telling them yes or no like maybe this isn't for you um it made me think about how like Andy Cohen needs to stop. <laughs> like he's not going to make it to the pearly gates because this affects all the kids involved. This affects those spouses who could be innocent or could be tied to it. There could be um, situations of abuse in relationships where people feel like they have to be with someone because they have so much control or money or power over them. And he's just like highlighting it for America to sit and nitpick and pull apart and ruin these people's lives and give them awful reputations and have people call them like awful names. And maybe I'm thinking about this because it's close to home in an adjacent way. It's someone that I know who knows someone, 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 but it's just like, what? You know what I mean? And then I was thinking about how there's like this idea that Andy, he always pulls in housewives. And obviously there's a team behind him, but I'm just saying Andy because he's the face. He always pulls in housewives that are about to go into legal trouble. And I think about all the legal trouble that is coming out about Kim Zolciak, um, Kim Bierman, and how one, it hasn't been talked about on the show because she's not on it, but just how insane it is that they owe so much money and that bravo and the real housewives franchise gives these housewives the opportunity to gloat and boast about all the money they have when they don't actually have it in the bank and how it just reminds me of so many things because i've been watching so many influencers and they're like the world is crumbling right the world is falling apart literally and these rich influencers are telling us to buy stupid shit they're on TikTok shop. I haven't even been on the app since they've done that. And I still know about it and how awful it is. There's these influencers um, who can't afford things, but they're putting on like they can because they're getting sent all this shit. And they're just like telling you, you need to buy stuff, telling you need this, you need that. So you feel like, yeah, 
I do need to overconsume because they're overconsuming too and because it'll make me feel good. It'll make me feel happy. But you can't afford to do that. You can't afford to do that. And maybe that's me agreeing with the people who were like, $200 is enough. I don't believe that, obviously. But it, it, it's really fucked up. It's really fucked up. And then everyone has debt. Everyone's drowning in debt. Everyone's dying. Like It's just crazy and it's just everything's so connected and maybe I'm just in my crazy era but it's pissing me off the influencers are pissing me off um okay on to lighter note <laughs> there is a bird at that would like come so when I was a kid there's a cardinal that would always come to the dinner table when we're eating dinner or all day pretty much and knock into the glass because birds can't see through glass they think that you can get in so they'll continuously like just knock 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 on the glass with their beaks and um my mom would always get freaked out and I'd be like I wonder who it is like I would like think it's like a person I'm like they're coming to do like a message or whatever but now there is this chunky bird who would come to the door at my parents house like in the living room and it would just like look and it would just like knock on the door and I was like obsessed with the bird and I was just like wondering what's wrong with the bird and the bird just kept coming back kept coming back and then it wasn't like the cardinal that would like repeatedly knock 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 it would come down it would knock and then it would just stand there sometimes it would like throw up a pebble or something and I was like there's just something weird about this bird and it's just back onto my animal obsession like it, there's always something it's always something for me um and I think the birds are my next one and I'm so it's weird because when I moved here I noticed that birds are completely weird they're so fucking weird here like one day I was in the parking lot and they were all like I was at Goodwill in Virginia Beach they were all lined up outside of it like they were about to like attack it was like the weirdest shit ever and they just do weird things here. Like the regional birds, I guess, are so completely different from when I lived in Blacksburg or at home. And I just noticed it. So we'll see if that has any symbolism and what comes with that. But I've been obsessed with birds. Um, This is so weird, but we had a family friend come for Thanksgiving and they were talking about how my mom's kitchen looks exactly like her friend's kitchen. And it made me really upset as a designer that we're in this like Pinterest era where everyone wants everyone to look like this and that and that and that. And I feel like if I was an influencer or if I was a Martha Stewart-esque woman, I would be trying to tell people to make their homes look like how they want it to. I don't want anyone to walk into my home and be like, oh, your home looks like Susie's home. Like you and Susie had the same shit. That would piss me off because I feel like design is so personal and it tells a story about your life and what you've learned. And of course, people can have minimalist design styles and like nothing. But if there's no character or charm in your house that makes it unique to you, whether it be the utensils that you eat with, your blankets, your furniture, your rugs, your paint, how you paint your house. It's just sad to me. And I think that some designers would disagree with me. But I just don't think that everything has to be so like matchy matchy and feel like you have to follow to a standard. And I feel like that's something that I kind of did in the past. But as I'm getting older, it really upsets me. And I've also just been thinking about like how in design school, people did industrial design, but like where are the good inventions out? Like it kind of freaks me out that I'm not seeing like cool tools be made 
that would make life easier for people anymore. Maybe it's because in a way we've had them all. But I saw like this TikTok about anger that folds in so it doesn't take up as much space. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And just like, I was just thinking about all these like cool inventions that I would love to see in the world that just haven't come to fruition yet. I know obviously it takes a long time, but just been thinking about that too. Um, and then I watched Raw Beauty Christie's video about like struggling after COVID and life after COVID. And I was thinking a lot about delayed gratification um, and how like instant gratification has definitely ruined dating and created control issues because it's like helped and hindered in certain ways because you're one looking for the right person for you and trying to find them in whatever way, you know, but also it's like the smallest inconvenience can turn you off of them. Back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Sutton's looking at the dating profiles and one guy's wearing a black suit and a black shirt or some shit. And she's like, absolutely not. If you wear that, I'm swiping. Like, come on. That's just like for the show, obviously, probably fake, whatever. But I feel like people do feel that in real life. But then I feel like there's also like, it's just like who you are as a person because there's also people who are clean, people who are so opposite of them just to feel loved and supported in a way and then being in these crazy relationships. But I feel like I do need to work on like my attachment to instant gratification, whether that be through watching TV, doing social media, being on social media, eating food, just like having like DoorDash and all that shit at your fingertips to be able to get whatever you want. Going to fast food, not having to wait for dinner. Stuff like that. Um, I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Um, and also back to the interior design thing. I feel like I kind of grew up with the 2000s version of a beige mom. Like everything was adult. And so realizing that like even in my designing, I don't always designed for kids with crazy color like obviously I have color in my apartment I have color everywhere but my mom wasn't like oh you want to wear a Hannah Montana shirt like that wasn't my life I think about Aspen Ovard and how she talked about everyone thought she was gonna be like a beige mom or whatever and then her child just wanted to wear like um what is that show with the dogs I don't know. She's going to wear a bunch of like show-esque shirts and how everyone thought it was funny because they knew that she wanted to be a beige mom and they wanted her to her daughter to wear nice clothes. And it's just kind of like sad because it's just like, it's just scary how much your wounds from childhood like follow you even if they're really small or really big. But I guess I was just kind of grew up not being, not having a say in what I wore, not having a say in what my room really looked like to an extent you know what I mean and so it was it was pink but it was like an adult's dream kids room you know what I mean not a kid's dream kids room and I've been thinking about that a lot um I also had this weird realization when I went home that I am a lot more of a hippie than I thought that I was and um it's just a weird that story it's weird to analyze the stories that you tell yourself in order to feel different or to feel less than or whatever. I just like forgot about my time living in my hometown and the things I did and the stuff I put my parents through as a kid and 
just comparing it from me to my brother but also just realizing that like I'm kind of a hippie because of the things that I do and the things that I like um believe in and just like that disconnect between the older generation and the younger and I was watching these hippie festival documentaries on YouTube and they were so good if I can find them I'll link them um and just how awesome that vibe is just to like connect you know what I mean like to see things in society that you don't like to see things that make you upset and instead of like feeding into that negativity and just festering in that negativity and constantly talking about that instead finding the love and focusing on that and honing in on that and bringing it together through music like it's amazing to me um and yeah, I recommend everyone to like just look up documentaries of things that like intrigue them or different lifestyles just to see your life because like I said when I went home I didn't realize how different I am now than I was when I lived there and um it's crazy to like unpack that and unpack why and just to see the differences in how people live it's crazy um but yeah, that's just what I've been up to this week. Thanks for listening.